everybody. This is another episode of Cinematic Savants with Sean and Tommy. I am Sean. I am Sean. Oh, you are Tommy. I am Tommy. <laughs> you a, are Sean. You See, that's how tired I am already. <laughs> I am Sean and he's Tommy. We're confusing each other over here. See, that's we, what happens when I don't get a nap, man. <laughs> See, I'm old and I need no, to lay down sometimes. No nap for me, too. So, I mean, I, but I don't mix my name up quite yet, so... Yeah. Oh, you know how many times I confuse my kids, man? It's just, I start finger snap like, hey, uh, 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 you, man, you know who you is, man. Make, uh, you, make you, it over here. We're not, we not quite that old yet, man. We're getting, uh, no, if yeah. I had more kids, I'd definitely be numbering. Them. I'm like, oh, yeah, you, number one, get over here. Pass that remote. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, another episode of Cinemax of Vons, man. We're going to get right into it. For standing ovation this week, I have picked... One of my favorite people in the movie industry. This is a man that everybody is probably familiar with. You probably don't know his name off the bat, but this man has been controlling your emotions for decades and decades at a time, everybody. My stand ovation this week is going to Hans Zimmer. This man is a world-famous composer. Now, if you're familiar with his work, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If not, this is the man that has done the score composure for what i think driving miss daisy he's done like a lot of the dc movies man like Mm -hmm. i think he worked on blade runner like if you looked up his resume Mm -hmm. it is nuts this man has done damn near every movie that you can possibly think of like if it's your favorite movie he probably did the music for it he's probably manipulated your emotions with this music right right so he's made a big impact in your life this man oh just thinking about it, do you remember the movie Interstellar? I have. Yeah, I watched it. Yes. Now, when mm-hmm. I think about to the music of that, that mm-hmm. eerie music that was, and I, I just had to look up. I'm like, man, this sounds like Hans Zimmer. Man, yeah. he's like, like Neptune's of like, like, uh-huh. like the movie yeah, industry yeah, when he yeah. does his. It's <clears throat> incredible. I absolutely love and your work, Hans Zimmer. Man, you definitely tapped into my emotions on a few movies, really? so I definitely really? salute. No, man, it's just. When I really think about it, man, uh-huh. like the music, like really can set a tone. Oh, for definitely, the movie, oh, definitely. Um, it makes you feel like you feel the ambience of where it makes you feel like you're there. You know, what I mean, and then not, especially in the horror business, the music goes, you know, one yeah. and one. You know, when that's uh, a big deal in the horror business. So that that's probably what I love about horror movies. Oh, yeah. When I hear like yeah. the tense music, yeah. like the build up, man, then it gets like soft and eerie. Then right, it's quiet, right. man. It sets it's, the tone. It sets the tone. It sets the tone for each. Each uh, you know chapter or whatever you're in, uh, it's just a tone for sure. So. It feels like an underrated position, like an underappreciated right. position. So I want to say I salute all of you, but above all else, Hans Zimmer salutes you, man. Thank you for what you've been doing, and I can't wait for what you're doing next. Yes. All right, who you got this I week? I got somebody a little underrated. Uh, maybe not a lot of people might know him as his uh, actual name, but I'm going to go with Tony Todd. Do you know who Tony Todd is? Tony Todd. I'm getting ready to get into it for you real yeah, quick. Yeah, that's just Tony Todd this. plays the infamous Candyman. Mm-hmm. Tony Todd is a horror icon in these streets. That is an understatement. He, he yeah. plays, and well, he's not just known for Candyman. That was his best work. That's what everybody knows him for. Yeah, is Candyman. But he was also Night and Living Dead. Uh, the late '80s, early '90s version. Uh, yeah, he plays a lot movies. of voices for like um, he played the Transformers in the Fallen. He was the Fallen's voice. Really, that yeah, was him. That was him. That was uh, Tony Todd, man. That was Tony Todd. Yeah. So Final Destination. He was in Final Destination. That's yes, right. That's yeah. why I was trying to think. Um, I was like, I feel like I've seen him in like movies. He was just like that right. dark, ominous. He character. was like, his voice. His voice scared the living piss out of me back in the day. And when you talk about. Um, you know, somebody with a score. That movie Candyman had this. The, that score alone had me scared. 
the score yeah. was horribly scary. Like it was the setting of the movie in the early nineties and that's the score and with Candyman or Tony Todd, excuse me, and himself, his voice. And he's six foot five on top of that. You know what I mean? So uh I feel like he's underrated out here as far as what he's done as far as somebody like Candyman is uh um, it's like a urban myth legend, especially yep. in Chicago. A lot of people in Chicago believe in a lot in the Candyman. And to this day, I will not say Candyman in the mirror I because like of Tony. Said it enough in this <laughs> yeah, he's gonna come get you. But I yeah. haven't said it uh, enough. Uh, just you know, intentionally calling him. But uh, uh, yes, Tony Todd is uh, my uh, salute this weekend. Uh, as far as somebody that's underrated. And uh, he definitely was going to sweep, getting swept under the carpet as far as him uh, playing any other kind of role, except for horror. Uh, everybody yeah. only kind of, you know, singled him out as a horror person. And he's got a wider range in that. But just for what he did as my childhood, <laughs> he, yeah, was t- Candyman's probably the top five scary movie for me. So I'm going to give Tony Top Todd. five. Top five. Candyman Ooh. was up there, man. I can remember being terrified. Like I said, I still won't do that. As a grown man, I'm 36 year old, will not go in the bathroom and, and say his name three times, or is it five times? I think whatever, it's five whatever times. Whatever it is, I, I lost count after one. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. Right. Shut yes. Up, yes. So yeah, he's my salute. Uh, I'm very underrated actor, and uh, he's got a lot of range. So. I forgot that he was in Final Destination. He was for, for a couple of minutes. He just described that he was the coroner. Uh, yeah. Yes, he described uh, how death uh, comes after you uh, endlessly. So oh, yes. Man, yes. salute to that guy. Yes, you know salute. What? That's what I like about some nostalgia when they start to because they're redoing Candyman. Oh yes, again. yes, this is gonna. And I like how when they bring stuff back. Oh, mm-hmm. This might be a long tangent on a later episode or something like that. Right. But when they actually do sequels or remakes, uh-huh. I like how they give like a just a quick little nod to the old one yeah. and it kind of reintroduces reintroduces right, right. the crowd to like their old work. Like Correct. you know, it, yeah, I might like this one, but this was. The OG who right, got everything right. started. Like this dude terrorized people yes. for God knows how he long. He was the black Michael Myers, the black uh, Jason, the black Freddy Krueger, all in one for everybody back in yeah. the early, when we were in elementary school. So this was have been early 90s, 94, 93. Uh, he was the man back then. So Still the man now. So, yes, man, keep doing your thing. Oh, oh, Lord, I can't wait to see that new candy. Oh, man yeah, movie. you know he's going to have a cameo in that one. So. Oh, man. That's, that, he has to. He has that, to. That's going to be incredible. So, all right, salute to you, too. Thank you for what you've done in this industry, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. All right, now, binge-worthy. Now, let's talk about some TV episodes that we've gotten into now. This is perfect timing for me because I finally, finally can actually talk about this. All right, now, have you finished WandaVision? I have. Wildly surprised by it, too. Yes. All right, now, I was pleasantly surprised usually i'm not i'm skeptical of finales because yeah. sometimes they can just kind of shit the bed right you know, they right. take you on his long journey and the payoff just <clears throat> isn't quite there but this one i was pleasantly surprised what they did with wandavision wandavision turned out to be i thought it was a really great gamble because i was kind of skeptical on how disney was going to do their me show too, me too, yeah because you know i was a i was a fan of you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it first started out, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like started out hot and now it's garbage. It was just like, ah, they, they stayed too long at the party. Right, you know, it right. didn't quite tie in anymore to the movies right, anymore. Right. So they kind of lost me. So, you know, that was a good outing. But WandaVision, incredible. It was incredible. It was very good. It was a journey. I love the finale. Okay, so 
obviously spoiler alert we're going to talk about it a little bit if you're not caught up then quite frankly you probably don't deserve to listen to this yeah right it's now, time so. to yeah don't hear anything we got a lot to say so, so <laughs> i love the nod that they gave to scarlet witch because a lot of the things that i've heard about this was when she first took this role they said you're not going to be wearing that Scarlet Scar Witch, which she was, yeah, they just called her well, Wanda. They never called her Scarlet yeah, Witch. They, they yeah, they finally. I yeah. like how they finally gave her her name. Yeah, because they got Fox to sign off on that name. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like how they did the bait and switch with the uh, Quicksilver. Right, right. They really got us invested, man. Because yes. I like, I like how they make us invest into this show as right. far as you know, getting our theories out. Like, yeah. Oh. Because you, you, you know how stupid excited I was right, because I saw Quicksilver. Sure. I was like, ooh, yeah, that's what <laughs> Yeah, Marvel yeah. doing it again. Finally bringing him back. Maybe they get something rolling with him. So, so I, I like that. I wasn't mad at it. I saw a lot of people griping about like, oh, man, they they fooled us, man. The whole yeah, like, Quicksilver yeah. thing. But no, I absolutely loved it. I love the show. It was incredible. I, I love what they did with Vision. Yeah. Yep. I like how, because that, that's another theory that everybody had about, you know, how Vision going to come back? You know, was it going to be like Siri or whatever? Like right. Taking him back to Wakanda, like she's going to give him his consciousness <laughs> again, whatever. Okay, I was like, no. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have the Mind Stone, so I mean, how did, yeah. you know, this was all in her figment of her imagination, correct? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, so. so. Yeah, so yeah, this was uh, Wally. I was like under the first three episodes, I did not like at all. Stick and I signed it. off on it on the first episode and was not trying to watch it i disgraced it i didn't want to know pieces of it no and i warned and, you like the first did, two episodes are did. like throwaway yeah, episodes they did because i was in, what yeah. the hell are we doing here and uh, i gave another chance and um to its credit it paid off so it, it definitely it paid does. off it was a great it does. great disney great has series. shocked me again because i did not think the mandalorian was going to be all that you know and it definitely had probably one of my favorite shows of the last couple of years here so yeah you know, Mandalorian was a, a sneaky good one. It was. For me because it was. I was like, okay, because it gave people a reason to go get Disney correct, Plus. Because you know how you have to have. You like, had to your, have your uh, token. Your, the landmark yeah, show, your whatever. Token so show or whatever. Yeah. That was and, a big surprise. Uh, they followed up with WandaVision. And if you, have, if you have not watched WandaVision, give it a shot. Get on Disney Plus and uh, check it out. Now, did you. I'm still a little bit confused about the the very end like the i guess the post credit scene or whatever when for, she's in the cabin yeah yes. and i was yeah. looking at it like and then i had to i had to go on youtube because i like all right, like, right. I get my other that's cinematic savants you. into this like, <laughs> yeah. like, let's that's, talk about that's our y'all. checker that's our fact checker and all so that there's is. there's this theory that you know you know obviously if you looked on their history she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme was in Doctor Strange movie. Yes. So, like, well, the Ancient One or right. whatever. Right, so she's so, kind of doing her Doctor Strange there, like an yeah. outer body experience while... I like that yeah. nod, how yeah. she was hovering yeah. into... What, right. what was that? Like the astral phase, wherever the thing yeah, is, where I they're floating outside their right, body right, or something? Right. I don't know the correct uh, term for it, but it's something that when it's an outer body experience, for sure. I like how yeah. they did that. I was like, all right, because it's... Because I was wondering, like, are you going to give me something that's going to tie into Doctor Strange? Because right. obviously it's in, it's in there. It's yeah. not a spoiler, but she's supposed to be appearing into the Doctor Strange. So what I was confused about is, was she, was all that made up at the end? You know, she put everything back to normal? Or she, you, you remember how she was in yeah, the house? Yeah, she got end, rid of that. And, yeah, yeah. So that, did all this happen? Or she just sent everything back to normal? I feel like everything happened. And she put everything back to normal. Okay. It it felt like that to me because my wife did ask me about that because she, 
Well, sorry, my, my wife here is a she know. I just went here and watched the last episode alone. I was like, no. <laughs> I got all any questions in it. Yeah, I ain't so. never drove so fast home in my life. I was like, I'm gutted all the way home. Right, I'm going right. to get to my Wi Fi. What's going on? And I watched the episode by myself because I was like, all right, I need to watch this. I need to focus on this because this is like the grand finale. They're going to yes. show me like. Marvel, you can do it again. Like they're giving us something mm-hmm. good. And I need to know what they're leading into because obviously they got the other shows right. come down the pipeline. Yep. And I was yep. like, I was like, okay, Marvel, like Bravo, this was amazing. It and, was. They did a good job. They and good she job. also had a question about um, Agnes. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened with her? That was my wife's know, question. Because I don't know her uh, origin. I don't know much about this character. No. So obviously, she's some kind of witch. Uh, I don't know if she's. We're going to have to ask our real Marvel heads uh, if this is a, a character that's known in the comic book world. Um, I'm, I'm sure there is because they, had to, they couldn't have come up with it out of blue air, but uh, I'm not real familiar with her character. Yeah, I'm not familiar with her, but I definitely have questions about like what is happening with right. her right now because it looked like she put her right back in that trance state. Right, and obviously she's a little envious of the Scarlet Witch. A little. She, <laughs> she was trying to figure out how she was able to uh, do all the things that she does, and... Um, like I said, uh, we I think we're uh, just on the cusp of what all Wanda can do here. Uh, and there's some theories, like I said last uh, last week, that she could have took on Thanos by herself if she was concentrating. Uh, we wouldn't need the whole uh, Avengers team. Uh, she's stronger than um, with the what the stone being Infinity Stone or is it Infinity Stone that's inside of her yeah. uh, or the Mind Stone? It's one of the stones. She she got well. They say she got her powers from the Mind Stone. Correct and correct. Which so. in turn went into Vision. Which right. Is yada yada. Why so much we can go with this, but yes, yeah, this, could this, she have taken out that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Because right. she was just we're finding out she's just scratching the surface yes. of what her actual powers right, are. Right. Right. So that's why Agatha was really scared. Like, right. Like, so, how did you do all this? So we're now we're really into the Scarlet Witch and not just Wanda. Now we're getting to the actual Scarlet Witch. So it's, that's very exciting for me. Yeah, because I, I love that. I like what they did with Vision once again. I, he, obviously, he's going to come back. Right. Was, how is he going to come I'm back? I'm not a fan not... of Vision for some reason. I don't. I think he's kind of weak as a character. The, the only thing I didn't like about Vision in this universe, I feel like they really didn't show what he was fully capable yeah, of. Yeah, I never know. Maybe they're still uh, leaning up to that, but he, I feel like he just, he's just kind of soft. He's real too compassionate. Uh, he's, you know what I mean? And he's not a really um, yeah, for one of the Android, leading. Really yeah, for him, him to be yeah. Ultron and all these characters put together, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. You know, I always see him as a softer. If they, if they were all going to fight, I. I would at least expect Vision to do do the most. So you'd be running or flying around. That's about it. So and trying to protect Wanda, I will say that he will be by her side. But I think that might be his biggest flaw. So yeah, and I had to look up the backstory of Monica Rambeau because when I saw her powers mm-hmm. in like a couple episodes before that, I was like. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, you like you you somebody right, in this universe. Right, like like right. who are you, young lady? Right. Like, and they, they, I like how they uh, developed these characters because she was just a little girl in um, um you know, what's it called, Captain Marvel. She was yeah. just a young girl. Now they could have went away with that. And uh, I like how they're developing these characters. So yeah, and I and I kind of caught this because I really pay attention to it as much as I can. I kind of caught like a like a hint of bitterness or like you know resentment that she had towards Captain Marvel. Yeah, like she yeah. like. 
like she feels some type of way that she wasn't there for her mom. Well, like she, she she had to save galaxies, not just our world. She was out saving yeah. the galaxies, you know. So she has bigger, uh, not say bigger fish to fry per se, but she has a lot more responsibilities than you know just to look after one person. So. Yeah, because I, I I I like that explanation they gave in in game about you know where the hell have you been all this time? Right, it's like right. you know, there's plenty of you know planets out there, and right, they don't yeah. have you guys. I'm like. You know what? Right, the Guardians right. of the Galaxy got around yeah. just fine, you know, without, you know, the Avengers. You yes, know, sir. You, yeah, yes, you sir. got other people around, but still, Correct. I kind of felt her on that because obviously she might feel some type of way because it seems like Captain Marvel might have given her some powers somehow. Correct. And if, uh, How she did that, I'm not quite I, sure. You know, we, we could say that or we could say Wanda did something with that force field she had. Um, yeah, because they kept saying that every time she goes in and out of it, it like it's changing your cells. Right, right. And, and like, she was obviously some kind of super being at the end of uh, at the end of the episode, uh, the final season finale. So yeah, but that was that was a nice little surprise because I heard that you know she is she has a really big backstory. She becomes like a major player in right, this well, universe. Well, those those are to come. We have to wait and see what they do with that. And that's uh, and that's the best part of uh, Marvel right now. They have us all on the edge of our seats. So Marvel did it again. Yes, they man. did. Yeah. All right, you catch any shows this week? You that know, you need to I tell us about? I've been watching one now. This show has been out since 2005, and I just recently started watching it over summer. Okay. Um, Supernatural. Yeah, I feel like that show been on for like twenty years. It has. It's fifteen seasons. Episode now. I once again it's getting deep into what I like is sci-fi is kind of horror mixed in with sci-fi a uh, little drama okay but you got um Jared Padalecki and Jensen Eccles as the two main characters um just uh just it's kind of cheesy sometimes I'm not gonna lie to you but it's just the fact that they they're hunting monsters they hunt demons they hunt vampires mythical mythological creatures that we all know bigfoot and any little thing like that and it's a it's a good show um okay. it's just something it, it, i think it might have started on the wb or some show or it could have well, been that's uh, why it's so or it could have been on fx could have been but it's um right now it's on um um netflix if you want to catch it it's it's really really good and it's uh, 15 seasons 15 seasons and they're still on a and they're still i don't know what season i think they're done now if I'm not mistaken, they're done now. So, uh, just like a sci-fi horror mixed all into one. And uh, if you like the hunting of the vampires and demons and all the, like I said, the mythological creatures that we know, uh, you might want to tune in. And um, it's it's just a good show to get into. It's about an hour long episodes. Um, something to look out for. So okay, yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to check that out because yeah. you know. I can give Marvel a lot of my time. Right. In between right. then, I'm trying to catch up. You know, I started season one of Westworld. I've never watched that. That is. Is this HBO Max again? Yeah, HBO Max. Once right. again, HBO Max, y'all can get all my money. <laughs> just take it all right now. Y'all can get my stimulus check, right. man. It's going to be there forever. <laughs> but HBO Max is, they have some real hit shows. They have. I, they I love Westworld. Right. I saw season one. I mm-hmm. like the twists and turns that they go on. I love the complexity of the storytelling right. that they're doing. I like the idea of what they're doing, like creating this world for adults. It's like a, it's like an adult theme park is the best way to describe. Okay, it. okay. So just so it's seeing like that, a, and it's like it's a adult theme park, but they're starting to realize. So that. it's like Las Vegas, like going in. <laughs> well, well, if this is like their Las Vegas, this is incredible. This is like this is like Cedar Point, like on steroids. Okay, all right. Well, like, we all like Cedar Point growing up, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it's a great 
great show. Very well written. I love like the ending of season one because that threw me completely off. Uh-huh. If you watch it, it surprised me. Okay, I, keep I was like, enough. "Oh, this is a nice twist." Like whoever's writing these shows is needs to get a raise. Right, right. Yeah. Well, okay. This, you know, of course, it's got uh, Jeffrey Wright, who is one of my all-time favorite actors. This dude is stupid underrated. He is so damn talented. Okay. He can do damn near anything. Uh-huh. As uh, Tessa Thompson is in season one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Was it Anthony Hopkins? Oh, you can't know, go wrong with him. Yeah. Uh, and um, oh god, uh, I hate to say this, but. Jesus, I can't even think of her name. She's that famous. That's how she is with me. The dumb, <laughs> like, uh, I don't want, sorry, the dumb chick that said, like, the thing that she said about Kobe after he died. Like, literally the day that he died, she called him, like, a rapist or something like that. And yeah, I, was like, I think I'm quite familiar with this. Uh, uh, Rachel Wood or something? Is it like Evan, uh, Rachel Wood? Evan Rachel, yeah. her. Yes. Great actress, but human being, you kind of suck. Right. Like, you, you really need to read the room. Right. And uh, just for her saying that, I, you know, that kind of took it down a little bit for me. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Like, yeah. I try to get benefit of the doubt right, you know, right. for their talent, but good God. They only remember like, somebody that what they did, you know, at their worst time. You know, we got to celebrate, you know, his life. He lost not only his life, but his daughter's life. And you're going to say some insensitive stuff like that, you know, so... It it took me by surprise. I'm like, look at this well, this Hollywood privilege that she has. She just tries right. to, like, the man wasn't convicted, and that's how y'all right. see him, like, like when he's dead. Right, right. Like, come well, on, man. Like, like his family. Like, right. I saw that his wife like finally responded to that tweet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, she lit him. She lit her lit her up too. She uh, let her I have was, it. Yeah. I was like, like, yeah. bravo. Right. Like, I like how they stand for her. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, but great show, love it. You know, I'm definitely gonna check out Supernatural whenever I get a chance. Yes, give it a chance. It's a it's a guilty. Seasons. I will tell you this: it's a guilty pleasure. I won't say this is the best show I've ever seen, but somehow I can't stop watching it, especially on Saturday nights when I don't have anything to do. Well, I like sci-fi. Yeah. I do like sci-fi okay. shows because okay. Fringe is probably like one of my favorite okay. shows of all time, okay. and yeah. that is a very underrated show. It is, I feel, yeah. mm-hmm. and I love how they go through those little like supernatural kind of right right i don't know why well, you, i like you, that you stuff. could take my money if you're talking supernatural horror sci-fi anything like that you could take my money sign me up right now yeah, so, so you said monster hunter i'm like uh, yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yes. I can get with that and that's what they are they're two uh hunters two brothers that are hunters and uh they were raised to hunt uh everything that goes bump in the night so okay well i'll definitely check that out yeah sir give one all right, now showing. All right, let's talk about some movies that just got released, like theater, DVD, and obviously we got to kick in streaming because this is the day and age we're in right now. All right, let's talk about it. Okay, what you got? Coming to America too. You know. All right, I'm gonna tread softly for a little bit, and then you know, cover me. I'm gonna go in. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've seen this it. This so is ahead. exactly why I have a problem with sequels when it comes right. to this big of a game. Well, it took 30 years to make, so I mean. Yeah, and I had this argument with one of my friends at work. Uh-huh. I'm like, there are some rare sequels that actually can have a big gap in between, right? And they can do it again, and somehow they can reach back and have a little bit of nostalgia in there. Yeah, yeah. But it works. My prime example for that recently is Bad Boys for Life. Right. That was a great sequel, and they didn't try too hard to reach back. They had little nods to the Mm -hmm. past, but 
there's little nods and then there's just you know little john you know you right. make a break your neck nod yeah all through the movie and <laughs> right that's what right. this one did yeah. i was it's few and far between with these yeah i was skeptical of it mm-hmm. to go in but still i had to watch it because right. you know for the culture this was one of those movies that everybody <clears throat> loves it some argue it, it had no iconic moments for me that that was a one thing that i did i notice. remember every iconic moment almost from coming to america the original you you don't have uh, first of all it's not rated R, and it's I was, sugarcoated a lot. It's sugarcoated, and I am a I'm an eighties. We both eighties babies. Yeah. Back in the eighties, there was no PG thirteen. There was only rated R and PG. Early eighties, late eighties, nineties, early early nineties. There's no. They started to make PG thirteen so that they can start to say one f bomb. They can say uh you know ass and shit like that. But it's just. Coming to America was rated R. It was right there in your face. It was Eddie Murphy at his best, Arsenio Hall at his best. Yeah, you know, what I mean, these guys were comedians in the eight. You know, Eddie Murphy's a, uh, com- a comedic legend, and to, it seemed like they had to water him down. They had to water this whole movie down, yeah. and it was just a disappointment. I wish they would have just left it alone if they were going to make something like this. Uh, it seemed rushed. They rushed to. Uh, something yeah. about it felt like they, it was a little bit too polished. Yes, maybe? yeah, it was almost like un. I didn't believe anything that was going on. You know, I mean, um, in the first one, they spent a lot of time in America. And this one, they didn't seem to spend a whole lot of time in America. They went over to America for a couple of minutes and came right back to Africa. You know, so. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was coming to Africa is what we watched, uh, where they were already at. I, I, the only highlight, I, I, the only thing I could say, I think Wesley Snipes was funny. As See, this king like, once again, general, like last week, Wesley, our salute. Wesley, yes, Wesley Snipes, Snipes is a very underrated, and he's versatile very actor. versatile. He has a wide range. He had a couple funny moments. Uh, the barber shop. If they could have just made a movie about these guys in the barber shop, I would have been fine. They yeah. they gave it a. I would give the movie a D minus, and they and that's because of them. Because it was. I don't remember any funny moments. To be honest with you, now, I was probably gonna. If I had to give it a grade, I was gonna say C minus mm-hmm. because. The barbershop scenes definitely saved a good chunk of the movie for me. Right. Because I was like, okay, now they, they still can get this part right. Like, right. don't mess right. that up. And I I have a problem when they throw too many cameos. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. When I saw, like, Rotimi, I was like, dude, what, what, like, what are you doing? Like, I know Power <laughs> got canceled, but damn. Right, right. Like, like, get on somewhere with your nasty dreads. Right, right. Then all of a sudden, I see, you saw Rick Ross in there? He was in there. He was uh, was part of uh, Wesley Snipes' little crew. You know, yeah. obviously, they yeah. used his house to yes, film so that they got to give him some kind of token for that. That they was very generous of They could have gave him an executive producer credit. They right. didn't have to throw him there, man, with his perfect beard and Yeah, Africa. they didn't have perfect beards in Africa no, like that. Man, yeah, no, they were everybody's all lined up and crisp. No, they ain't got uh, oxtail so. juice on his beard like that. No, that, that day yeah, yeah. Right. This is the most well-dressed uh, African uh, 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 military I've ever seen. So, no, yes. This, <laughs> everything about this was If you just... think about an African military, they over there with, ch- you know, church shoes on and damn cowboy hats <laughs> and army and stuff. You know, they don't have that kind of well-dressed and everybody's all elegant and everything so but i thought wesley snipes character was was uh, was a good uh addition to it um i just wasn't feeling it i wasn't feeling it at all i i, I tried my best to, i even watched it twice because me too. i was like okay me too. i watched it once and i i was probably about halfway through the movie and i realized i haven't laughed i didn't i don't remember laughing yeah i, I didn't laugh and I I, kept, there was no I knee slappers like no, the first one. <laughs> like, I chuckled a little bit. 
like when they got to the barbershop yeah. scene. I was like, oh, here And that's go. what I was waiting on. You know, I was waiting on that to see if maybe that would save it. But it just didn't do much. Eddie Murphy looked like he wasn't interested in himself. You know, so. That is true. Yeah. And, and, you, know, and you said, all right, like, PG-13 Eddie sucks. Yeah, we can't have PG-13 Eddie. This is not Delirious and Eddie Murphy Raw we're watching. This is uh, Shrek and uh, Norbit Eddie that we're watching. And uh, this is not him in his highest peak. So. No, this, and they may, this might be a segue into later, but has cancel culture, like, scared comedians into being, like, have. watered down now? They have to make it for everybody. You know what I mean? They can't yeah, beat themselves. They say that, but mm-hmm. it's Eddie Murphy. You know how hard it is to cancel Eddie Murphy right. now? Yeah. Is If he can survive, like, all those, like, Pluto Nash. Yeah, but we're talking now that Generation Z is what we're on now. They don't know anything about Eddie Murphy Raw and Delirious and uh, Trading Places and uh, yeah, Coming to is... America and uh, Beverly Hills Cops and uh, 20, what was the other, 24 hours? What was it, 48 hours? 48 hours. hours. Yes, it was 48 hours. It was 48 hours. Uh, just... The Golden Child, he had some hits, you know what I mean? I hate to admit, but I love The Golden Child. One I of my favorite know. Eddie movie movies. Man, you're all right with me. You're I have all... no idea why Nobody like knows movie. about that one. Everybody names everything but The Golden Child. It's hilarious and good, and it has a little deeper meaning to it. Huh? Oh no, Golden Child yeah. shit all over Coming to America too. Oh, it's bad. Coming to America too. Is, I don't want to because they could put that on Disney. Like, I can't <laughs> say that it was god awful, but it was kind of like the like, barber like, saved it for me. I mean, they saved it from my F, a complete failure, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I was very disappointed. I was, and I saw people online saying, "I like it." I'm like, you I don't know. I'm like you lying. He's giving this, uh, it, you know. And I'm trying not to do that thing and where you have to compare it to the first one. Right. And that, they, I tried. I knew I knew, I knew. knew better going in. But and, how can I not? They kept right. nodding so much to the last yeah. one. Well, that was just to get us, you know, rope back in. They had us hook, line, and sinker on that well, one. Well, they didn't have to do that. Like, yeah. coming to America was so damn classic. You don't yeah. have to keep nodding to the past. We've right. seen it. We understand it. Right. You don't have to bring us in on the inside joke. We sure. got it. For sure. Like, they brought the chick back barking. I was like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Come, like come on, y'all. The two sisters, two twins. My name is Keisha and I'm the best. They don't need, we don't need oh them. Oh my God, yes. I forgot that. That's, oh my God. They, they brung the whole entire, they brung the guy, you know, uh, bringing out water to the crew from the original. I mean, they brung everybody back and it just didn't oh. make sense. Everybody looked all old and, and of course they're old, we're old now, you know what I mean? But they looked a little too old, you know what I mean? Like some people were just kind of like just going through the motions to me. Yeah, they, so. they, they, they definitely needed, they wanted that check. Yes, a lot of people, yeah. you can just tell, they just wanted to be a part of And the, the timing, sequel. not being able to be in a theater hurt them. Maybe if they were in the theater, they could have went a little bit rated R. Uh, put it on Amazon. What was it, on Amazon Prime? Yep, it was on Amazon Prime. It just didn't do a whole lot for me at all. I was so disappointed. So, now, just, If this movie was released in theaters, do you really think this would be a bigger bomb as we think it would be? I think they would have had a little more because I think they would be aiming at a wider range. Now, every, you know, only a certain amount of people probably don't have Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? They don't maybe have uh, the access to it, can't afford these, all these streaming devices. Uh, if you were able to put it in a theater, you might be able to go see, you know, a $10 movie once or whatever. You might want to go see Coming to America. You have, you have more to offer in a the theater. So, yeah, maybe we could have made it rated R. So Maybe, but I thought it was weird that it wasn't released in theaters because they, they have been doing the dual release on the theater and right. on the streaming. Yeah. Because Amazon, they can try to knock that whole thing about, hey, we're not releasing in the theaters because it's right. to us. Mm-hmm. But they did that earlier last year with uh, My Spy. Mm-hmm. The Dave Batista movie. Oh yeah, I was yeah. like, y'all released that one in theaters, so obviously y'all thought y'all had something. 
to choose not to release what? this in theaters, they must have thought like, hey, this is not going to do. Yeah. Let's not even waste our time marketing. <laughs> right, like, right. And they rushed it. They rushed it to get it out once... Uh, I don't think they rushed to get it out, but they felt like the movie itself was rushed. Um, they got they convinced uh, his son to, to be Prince real quick. You know, in the original one, uh, there would have been a little bit more arguing. Then Eddie Murphy was too much traditionally like his dad. In the original one, he was always against his dad, so he should understand these kind of things. And uh, I just didn't think it was all that good. So it well, let me down. A for effort. C minus for my my view. I can't get that hour and a half back. So thank you for that, Eddie, for wasting my evening on yes, watching he did. that. Yes, you did. Watching it again just to make sure that yes, it did suck. twice bad. It's twice bad. Oh god! All right. All right. Salute to you, but don't don't do that shit again. Man. <laughs> now I'm skeptical about Beverly Hills Cop Four. Right, right. Unless they go straight to theaters, and even then, you know. No, they need to go straight to bootleg. Right. Just like, throw it in the trash. Yeah. Oh god. All right, what we got next? Word on the streets is, all right, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is mine mm-hmm. for the week as far as what new project's coming out. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, WandaVision was incredible. It did wonders for Marvel as far as what they can do on right. the big screen and the small screen. So they're saying, hey, we coming for everybody's neck. Everybody bow down because we got this from here on out. Correct. And I am I am bought into what Marvel's doing on their show, so I am nothing but optimistic about right. the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, they, they definitely got me sold here. Um, I mean, like I said, this WandaVision was a big uh, big surprise for me. It and, felt like uh, a real big investment, It too. was. It was. There's a lot of money, and they're, they're bringing the original actors back for everything, and that's a, always a plus. Sometimes when they go to these shows – to try to switch to like a lesser cast or a less more expensive actor actress. Um, they're doing a good job. They're doing a really good job. And I want to see what this is going to be about. If um, they finally pass the shield over to the Falcon, uh, is he actually going to be com- Captain America or he's going to be the, uh, the Falcon with a shield? All right. Now, were you one of the people that kind of rolled your eyes when he got the shield as opposed to the winter soldier? Um, I wasn't really, you know, I'm not a fan of, um, to be honest with you, I was never a fan of Captain America himself. The Winter Soldier was the best one to me as far as Captain America goes. The Winter Soldier, that that movie was the best. Now, that's my all-time favorite Marvel show. Okay, Marvel so movie, I can so. give... I, that one had some... The cachet on that one was great. They made him bad Yeah, ass. yeah. Not that but goofy, cartoony kind of Captain For what America. he did, though, for what he did, uh, the, the Winter Soldier has a lot of uh, blood on his, on his uh, shirt. And uh, I, I can think, understand why he did I don't think that he would shield, be a best yeah. Captain America. I think the Falcon was... He's an American soldier already before that. He's uh, friends with Cap. He has no dirty uh, draws. You know what I mean? So I think that... Um, now, the problem I had initially with him getting the shield, I wasn't mad at him getting it. I right. kind of understood it because, like you said, like Winter Soldier has blood on his hands. He yeah. killed like Tony Stark's parents. Right, like, right. They really yeah. dug into what he did. Right. They would not want he him killed, representing... Uh, Black Panther's like, dad? I mean, didn't he kill Black... Yeah, he did a whole lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, he's done some stuff, but the problem I had with that was there wasn't enough backstory on... You know Sam Wilson, aka right. the Falcon. Like they don't know really anything about him. You know a little bit about him from Winter Soldier. Right. Dark he got recruited in, but aside from that, I wasn't too invested into him. Like Correct. Winter Soldier, you know all of his backstory, so you really feel like he went on a journey. With yeah, him. right. So I was a little bit skeptical. I was like, like, like Sam Wilson, like. Like, 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 you sure you don't want to give your buddy a shield? Like he, it's like he just got yeah. out of rehab. He clean, right, man. Like, right. Come on, man. Give, give a brother for what a chance. He, uh, for what he's done, I think it might be a little frowned upon for to give him something that uh, symbolizes 
uh, Captain America. You know, I don't think that they that would be a good pick to put him there. I think that uh, the Falcon would be a little bit better as far as him being patriotic and yeah, uh, a leader and a role model in the society for or in the Marvel societies. I would well, say. Well, technically, he was on a run with Captain America during right, like, before. right. But so this technically, was, he was a criminal. Well, this was not a not I killed your parents and yeah. This was uh, we have two different uh, yeah. sides of things here, yeah. and that wasn't they were not a. Uh, ever going to go to prison for the rest of their life. At one point, Black Panther literally tried to kill Winter Soldier for yeah. all his crimes. You know what I mean? So tomato, tomato, man, you did a crime, man. You know, shoplifting, you know, you know, murder. It's all that right. same no, I guess. But yeah, I I was I was gonna watch this show no matter what, but I'm more oh, yeah. I'm more invested now. That- now that this one division has such success, they are we're able to uh you know, trust. The trust is there already with the movies, but I wanted to see what they were going to do with these shows, and right now, they got all, they, they got me signed up. I'll be watching every Friday, I'm sure. So. Yeah, it feels like they can't miss at this point. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm they can. I'm dud. Oh, well, Not you know, like a movie dud. Well, they like, don't have to worry about DC being on their trails. So... <laughs> <laughs> DC's got so much catch Right, they have no clue what's going on right oh, now. Oh, my God. We're going to see what they're coming up with the Justice League uh, show coming on HBO Max, but... Um, I'm gonna watch that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be on it. It looks pretty good. I might have to take the day off. Oh man, a four-hour movie. Like, yeah, I can't right. get home fast enough to watch it by yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give that. I'm a ready try. for it. I'm ready for it, but uh, not a whole lot of expectations. That's all I see. So. All right, current events. Let's see what we got. All right, this was. I have one, but I want to see if you have one first because this one kind of bugged me out. Well, I got a something that I saw. Um, it's a new movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan, Without Remorse. It's coming, saw... it's coming on uh, Amazon Prime. Another Amazon Prime movie, damn it, <laughs> coming to America. Um, it's an Amazon Prime. I'm going to give this one a little more hope. Uh, Michael B. Jordan doesn't make too many bad movies. Um, he, no, he doesn't. He, he, he's pretty solid. He's a solid actor. This is a Tom Clancy movie, which is... He's famous for all the books that he oh, made. Oh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, series. yeah. Um, he's he's got video games with a Splinter Cell and all those games like that. But he's um, it's like some kind of Navy SEAL uh, seeking revenge. And the storyline might be uh, typical, but uh, I'm gonna give him a chance just because Michael B. Jordan. I think he's a great actor, and uh, this like this is coming out uh, next month. So if you're looking for it, it's gonna be on Amazon Prime. Without remorse, with Michael B. Jordan, it looks like a lot of action. Uh, it looks like he's kind of souped up on something too, so that's going to make it a little oh, more intriguing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but like again, Tom Clancy's uh, famous uh, uh, for his books, um, all these uh, you know military type books that he made uh, and video games. So okay. that name has a lot of pool, Tom Clancy. So it does. Yeah, it does. So, it's, yeah. it's definitely like. Yeah. Like R.L. Stein. Yeah. Or, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or uh, or uh, Stephen King. Stephen King. Yeah. Now yeah. that's my favorite Stephen King right there. All right. Because uh, I I saw the trailer pop up on YouTube. I didn't get a chance, chance to it. watch it. But. Right. Now I, I don't. I'm not saying it's going to separate itself from any other movie that's similar to it. But I'm gonna give it a chance just because of Michael B. Jordan. Um. You know, Killmonger and um. You know, for what all all the things he's done in his career so far. So Just Mercy. I feel like is an underrated movie. Oh, I don't think that I've came seen out that. like last year with him and Jamie Fox. Just mercy. I don't that think he I... plays like a, a lawyer that's a um, okay, okay. Jamie Foxx. Okay, I've never Death watched Row. that. Yeah, that looked... that was a very underrated movie because right. I saw it come out. I think it had like a limited theater run because mm-hmm. of COVID, obviously. But I saw that and I thought I was I was very impressed. I was very impressed because okay. I, I, I like that kind of feel right. good kind of story. Now, one current event that I caught this weekend is the only thing that I it's been bubbling in my mind for a while. Is like what's going on with the world is. 
the whole Space Jam legacy movie that's coming out right. with LeBron James. I think it's coming out later this year. <clears throat> they just had like a press release about how they're removing Pepe Le Pew from this movie. Were him uh, kissing yeah. without permission, correct? I think I oh, saw Oh, no. They, they just went out and just called him a rapist. Right. Oh, my God. And it was Mr. Potato Head. Now Pepe Le Pew has issues. He's been around before we were born. Yeah. Now we have issues with this skunk who's actually a pimp, uh, well, who's a hustler. He's more French, than, so yeah. you know they stink. Right, right. But um, come on, man. This is a Looney Tune legend. I mean, he's a... He's up there. He's most one of the most recognizable characters, you know. Yeah, so, I'm like, has cancel culture gone too it's far? It's this now? Generation Z. I'm telling you, and I, and I don't want to talk about, you know, the whole in the whole, but they have a problem with everything. They have a problem with Eminem. I mean, come on. And, what you the know, hell was that? Eminem been around so long. I'm starting to think that maybe Eminem should cancel some of y'all. Like, like <laughs> right. what is going on? Right, right. Like, have you really listened to his lyrics? Have y'all yeah. gonna cancel him? You know, at any time, it should have been Correct. back then, like, you know, mom's popping pills. You know, oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. In, in the Slim, backyard. Slim like, Shady Eminem, you know what I mean? Like, like but, that I mean, was a just, wild boy. But just the fact that they're aiming after poor Pippi Le Pew, you know? So. I was like, like, what, what is the point? Like, it's a cartoon. Like, yeah. Like, it was real funny because it felt like, once again, Dave Chappelle looks like a genius. Because right. he definitely made that joke and killed him softly about, it was a killing him softly or was it a... Uh, it was one of those where he was like you know, watching cartoons with his nephew, and then he realized that, you know, like the count was like a pimp. You know, oh, yeah. Pepe yeah, the Q was yeah. a rapist and all right. this other stuff. I was like, like, Dave has a different kind of mind, but I was like, okay. He was on to something, though. Yeah. He was on to something, but mm-hmm. I didn't know he was going to lead something to this. Like, taking a cartoon out of right. a Space Jam movie, who most of y'all probably aren't even going to watch because most right. of y'all ain't LeBron fans. Right. They're hating already because LeBron is. Doing this, you know, doing something that Jordan made so famous, you know. So, yeah, well, and these are cartoon characters; these are not real people. They had the same thing with um, having a black uh, Ariel from uh, Little Mermaid. I mean, they had a problem with that. They didn't want that, you know. I mean, this is not a real person. This is a, not a real character. This is a fictional character. This is a fiction. This is a cartoon from the '90s. You know, these are not real things. This you know. was the most ridiculous thing I think I've seen in the news in a long time. <laughs> I kept thinking, like, if they were going to have him in the movie at least and talk about how wrong it is for him to be, like, this sexual deviant or whatever, like, I could at least have, like, a funny moment. Like, right, right. Hey, where's Peppy? Like, oh, man, he's he's locked up, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they finally caught him, man. He kissed too many kissed many girls. You know, you know, you know my body, my choice. You know, right. And listen. But I was like, no. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, y- y- y'all got out of hand. Y'all yeah, it's, it's too far. It, it went too far. A and cartoon. It's a like, cartoon, like, man. Seriously. This is not real life. We got bigger problems, and we worried about Pepe Le Pew has been the same way for fifty years, probably. So, yeah, yeah well, it's unfortunate. Well, congratulations, y'all ruined my childhood. Take right, they taking everything from us. God damn it! All right, now so. let's get into flopper hit. Now this is where we're going to discuss like just random movies that's going to pop into our head, or one for me I wrote down already, just to discuss like how big of a hit it was and if it really was a flop or a hit. Okay. Now this one for me feels controversial in my mind but I really want to discuss it because I looked at the the overall gross of movies mm-hmm. lately and this one is actually in the top 10 Furious 7 and which one was that that was that was Paul Walker's last movie yeah that no, wasn't bad it was not bad I wouldn't say it was a flop or a hit um, I think it had a lot of pull because of what happened in his in his death. I think prior it was prior. That to was this? probably yeah. like the main point I have. Right. Like mm-hmm. if if he didn't die during production, mm-hmm. would this movie be as big as it was when it came out? Because I know yeah. how a lot of movies get like an extra 
push or whatever right. when something happens on set. Like, mm-hmm. especially with uh, the last one that I had recently. It was just in my mind. Um, Heath Ledger. Yeah, I was just with the say dark that, yeah. With the Dark Knight. There was like, a lot. But I, he actually finished the movie. He, and then when it came out, obviously, there was this big thing about right. all this role made him go dark and he went suicidal and yada 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 yeah i don't necessarily believe that um i believe that he he carried that movie to me though i mean i i think and i'm i might be uh the one of the few who believe that dark knight wouldn't have been as good if if he ledger didn't perform in such a way i agree with that yeah because i i find myself not really liking the whole movie but i was terrified of heath ledger and that's the kind of villain i like he he that the way he played that was great i mean Jack Nicholas did a good job, but the way Heath Ledger had you scared of the Joker, he was, there was like a, a a big pit bull in your neighborhood with no leash. You know what I mean? Like like whose dog is this? You know what I mean? Just staring at me. Like I was scared of Heath Ledger, and I was scared of the Joker. You know, it's always yeah. been a little goofy and whatever. Yeah. But you didn't know what he was going to do from the next scene and scene, and that's what makes a good villain. That's what makes a good. He is an um, all time uh, adversary so. villain, and you know, yes. the fact that he won an Oscar off that role gave right. validity to comic book movies in my mind. Right, right. Because obviously there's a lot of great actors who played mm-hmm. in comic books, you know, Jack Nicholson, you know, on and on. But he really did something special with that role to the point where I'm going to get into this in later episodes, but he really proved to me in my mind that Martin Scorsese is out of his mind saying that <laughs> all that ridiculous stuff about Marvel movies. I like how he, he singled out Marvel. He didn't even yeah. mention DC. Yeah. He said, no, y'all don't count. Y'all, y'all doing y'all whatever. But right. you know, Marvel movies are like, just they're just called them cotton candy. Like, they're just no substance. Like, they're not real cinema, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but when yeah. you see something like that, and I don't know what it is, but it seems like if you play the Joker, you, you're going to do something great or you're going to do something bad. Right, right. Because you see what Jack Nicholson did with it, then you got Jared Leto. Then well, you got Heath Ledger, and then you saw what Joaquin Phoenix, he won an Oscar for his, didn't he? I want to say he did. I want to say, now, he was dark. He and went it was a different than Joker. I ever thought yeah, they were going to go with that He was dark, movie. but you understood that we created him. We yes. created him that way. People, when he tried to be generous, he tried to be uh, a, a decent person. People pulled him back into that world. He already was in a uh, a, a unforgiving world that he lived in. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like a poverty-driven uh, um, housing that he lived in, and uh, his mom was sick and was sick in the head, just like him. And so, whenever he tried to be decent. Um, and per, uh, talking about Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker movie, um, they pulled him back down. You know what I mean? And they gave him, a, they created him to be that way to me. And then they didn't like what they created, to be honest with you. And then they created a monster. And he was already on the edge. And that's why yeah. you should always treat people with decency because you never know just how close somebody is. Somebody is. So, and that's exactly what happened. They turned him into. Uh, something they didn't, didn't like, and uh, it was their fault. I mean, he, he tried to be a good guy, and I don't want to say he was a good guy, but he tried to be a, the, his best version of himself. And yeah. uh, I did like his performance, but it was a different performance. It wasn't like Heath Ledger was like, well, man, I'm, I'm scared of the Joker now, you know? So It made me think, like, if Heath Ledger had a chance to do an entire Joker movie, what he really could have done with it. Because right. he did, because right. if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> The Dark Knight was technically a PG movie, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't even rated R. That's no. what he did with like a PG thirteen right. role, and that right. movie was dark. Right, and it's just the saying that it's not about money. I just want to see it, see it burn. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and, and that's how he was. You know what I mean? 
Uh, it's a it's a quote he says in that movie where he says, "Oh, he's uh, like I'm just a dog chasing, chasing the car. car. Like I, I don't, don't know, know what, what I'm gonna do if, if, I, if I, I caught it." it. Yeah. And that, I feel like that myself sometimes. Yeah, I, I have no plans sometimes. I just be going around doing. That's stuff. probably like the realest dialogue <laughs> I've ever heard. Like, that is. I don't even know what to do with it. Right. What I would a dog it? do with a car? He's not going to bite the car. He's not going to do anything. Nothing. You know I mean, it ran over maybe, and that's to his demise. You know. So that that was really dope what he said. So and uh-huh. like I said, he saved that movie. And that's why this movie has such cachet because, not to, not to take any away from um, what's his name to play the Batman in that one. Uh, who played? Uh, that's not. Uh, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, he he was a good act. He's a good oh, actor. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. He's got the. I'm not wearing hockey pants. You know, deep voice. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like I just it was a little too much for me. You know, what I mean, like yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. My favorite Batman is Michael Keaton. So, but. Uh, Heath Ledger save save that movie, and he's, he's the reason why that movie's so good. So, oh. all right, now you got one random one that we can discuss because um. I can always tear apart like <laughs> any movie. You know, even what, if it's one of the my one favorites. I wanted to go after was one we already went after was Coming to America. So I had that one in my mind because I know we have both seen that one. But I'm gonna go with one I know you have a a great uh, affliction for. Okay, which was Avengers uh, Endgame. I was not a fan. I was not a fan. I was too long. And let me tell you my experience real quick. Oh, he's dangling I, the bait in front of me. And I, I might go saw this movie on the first night it came out. I had to keep in mind I had to work at 5 in the morning the next day. Oh, you I committed. S- I saw a 12 o'clock show like a dummy and at AMC right here. and um, Not here, but on Jefferson. And somebody pulled the fire alarm while I was in the theater. So we had to go outside. It was raining. It was springtime, so it wasn't too bad. So they let us go back in, and then we rewinded the movie 30 minutes prior. And so we had to watch everything over again. Oh, then somebody God. pulled a fire alarm again, so we had to go back outside <laughs> all in one night. And then they rewinded it again. And then so we finally got caught back up. The movie started at 12. By the time I got out of the movie theater, it was 4.35. I had to work <laughs> at, at um, 5 in the morning, keep in mind. I had to work oh, at 5 in the morning. Man, I'd be so pissed. So I, had, I didn't get a good – I gave it another chance. Still, too much talking. Too much going in the past, trying to figure it out. I just was not a huge fan of that one. I thought the uh, uh, Infinity Wars was better than Endgame. So. Infinity War was a better movie as far as like how fluid it was like right. going all the way through. Like It made a lot of sense. I like how they linked everybody in their own worlds together. Yeah, yeah. But I am I am probably more – Endgame is probably, like, probably my third best mm-hmm. Marvel movie in my opinion. But I like because – like I told you already, I'm a big Hawkeye guy. Okay, okay. Hawkeye is my favorite Marvel character. Don't hear a lot of Hawkeye fans. No, no, they're, they're we're, we're out there like Cowboys <laughs> fans, man. We just hidden. We just you don't see us very often. Yeah. But I like how they took that arc into Ronan because that was mm-hmm. a pleasant surprise of how they did that. Right. And I like how they. Most people didn't like Professor Hulk. I actually like how he did that, Professor right. Hulk, because I was like, okay, I want to see what was going on in Infinity War, like. Like, what's going on with him? Like, why all of a sudden he can't show up to the party? Right. <laughs> and, and they yeah. did that. And I was like, okay, that's a nice little nice, nice little nod or okay. whatever. But I like how the story goes with Ant-Man. They finally proved, like, once again, I'm going to say this all the time, they made us care about an ant. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah bravo to Paul you. Rudd is a good actor, though. He, he can pull very you Very underrated yeah, actor. He's, very, he's funny. He's got sarcastic ways about him. He's, like the, he's the same person in every movie almost. But did you know, yeah. he, you know he was in one of the Halloweens back in the day? He was really young. He was in what? one of the, yes, I want to say Halloween, 
I don't know which one it was, to be honest with you. One of six or seven. But that must uh, have been like one of them before they were famous movies. Yeah. He was really young. Kind of so, like Jennifer yeah. Anderson and Leprechaun. Yeah. And that was one of her first roles, which Ugh. was actually <laughs> Leprechaun wasn't too bad, to be honest, that first one, but then it got real bad after that with Leprechaun in the hood and yeah. all the such things. Yeah. But Leprechaun had a had a creepiness to him. But uh yeah, I mean, just like that, um Paul Rudd is he's sarcastic ways and he's, he, he's no. funny and stuff so no but if I told you already I think I told you like my main gripe with Endgame is that bullshit like fan service of like that female Avengers like scene that they did in that movie that right. was the biggest women empowerment <laughs> bullshit I've ever seen in my life it yeah. was so unnatural it was inorganic it was nasty when I first saw it. I was like first off Captain Marvel just crashed through an entire ship. Like, yeah, why does she need help going across yeah, she doesn't need the help. field for 30 yards? She doesn't need help yeah, right now. Yeah. Mantis, what are you going to do? You right. can't make everybody go to sleep right, right now. Right. Go on somewhere. Well, and like I said, it can't be complete because Black Widow was dead. It made it incomplete. They had to, to bring it back. They had to. And I understand what I understand where they were going, but they could have just left it to Captain Marvel, who's capable of fighting Thanos by herself. You know, so. and a lot of people don't like Brie Larson, so they don't like that Captain Marvel I, incarnation of her right there. But I like her. I, I like her I as like an actress, mo- yeah. as Captain Marvel. I just think she's like, mm, like a little bit, like not enough character right there. Like she's a little bit too, like trying to make you laugh, and yeah, uh, yeah, she's a little bit too. I like, think she did a good job. Oh, well, it's just, oh, maybe it's just Brie Larson just bringing <laughs> Brie Larson, and all of a sudden she can fly and stuff. But, yeah, but Endgame wasn't. It's bad, but it definitely had moments in there. Where it was like you're you're doing too much fan service. Yeah, like, just, I can understand. Like, that. don't try to pop a wheelie, man. Just just ride the bike. Yeah, man. just right, get to the finish right, line. We don't right. need all this. It's just too long. It was too long for me. And and when you have it too long, I need action. You know, periodically, not just every couple 15, 20 minutes. You know, what I mean, I need action. I need. I get the, it. I'm an action junkie. I need to see more. I don't want to see. Uh, uh, Tony Stark going back to meet his dad from 1970 or 60s or whatever era. I actually like that. That was yeah, one of my favorite I, scenes. I wasn't feeling that was because I like how he rectified his relationship with his dad. Like he had a chance yeah, to like kind of fix it within himself, right? And right. it made it made it more impactful because obviously he died. So yeah, obviously and he, they he found him. you know they cut some corners. They found ways to oh we got one more of these left, so we were able to do this, so we can go back here, and this is our last chance. They had a bunch of last chances, you know. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, so I like was, how that movie ended it for a lot of characters. In my opinion, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I liked Fat Thor. That was the realest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah. hey, like I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm, I'm fucked up over here, man. Right. Like, I, I'm just drinking beer, <laughs> man. I'm just sitting around lounging. And they 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 dumbed him down. You know, what I mean, his Thor is much powerful than this. You know, I I just I don't know. To me, it's just they didn't they didn't give him a whole lot to do either. You know, so no. um, they just it's basically Iron Man, Hulk. Captain America and, um, you know, Black Widow as far as, like, everybody's little crushes. You know what I mean? We focus in on them, and then everybody's got, like, a side role. You know what I mean? And then these people, like, uh, you know, Captain Marvel, she's stronger than everybody. You know what I mean? She could have done all this by herself. The Black Widow, uh, not the Black Widow, but the Scarlet Witch, she's capable of doing all this on her own. You know what I mean? So, and I'm, I'm sure it's for the movie's sake, but I was just a little bit disappointed. So. Okay, I understand, but yeah. I, I'll have to march for Marvel all day, every day. I just <laughs> I can can't give it. up on them. I, I'm not giving up. I just was. I thought the Infinity Wars were a little bit better. Okay, now let's talk about. Let's give uh, our hidden gems. Let's get to that one really quick because I have one that pleasantly surprised me over the weekend that I caught. And if you have Hulu, this movie is called Boss Level. 
I watched this movie on the weekend and I was pleasantly surprised okay. on how entertaining this movie was. If you haven't seen it, it has um Frank Gorillo, I believe his name is. He played like Crossbones in the the Marvel movies uh, with a uh, Captain America Civil War. Okay, like he yeah, was a bad yeah, guy yeah, in yeah, Civil yeah. War. Yeah, like he was on the one that wore the, the the shield, on, the helmet on his head. Yeah, he had he, the shelmet and yeah, he had the little yeah, crossed out. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He killed this movie. This was a movie that I heard about coming out for a while. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was like a theater release, but when I saw this on Hulu, and I was like, oh, okay, let's check this out. And it's basically him. It's basically just like another flip of Groundhog's Day. Okay, so he's just. He's just doing this thing over and over again. He's been killed like hundreds of times and he has no idea why. Then he finally like figures out like, hey, like his wife did something to make him repeat the day over and over and over again. It's basically like um have you seen um what is not the day after tomorrow, the Tom Cruise one where um Oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it, he was a soldier or some kind of soldier. Soldier and basically he had like he, he had to he had to keep every time dying, he died he start over yeah. This yeah. is just like that. Yeah. Okay. But it has a nice little twist to it. Okay. There's a there's a couple movies like that. Happy Death Day where she keeps waking up the same uh nonsense uh every day. So they, they like to copy the groundhog day a lot. Yeah, yeah, I like anything you're on copy, but if you're yeah. going to do like a, a twist or flip it in a different uh-huh. way, this one definitely flipped it in a better way than okay. I thought. Okay. But yeah, definitely check out Boss Level Boss on Hulu Level. if you got it. It was a great hidden gem for me this week. Okay. Man. What you got? Well, I have one. If you haven't seen this, it's actually on Voodoo if you have Voodoo. And this is getting into too many streaming devices. I'm about to say, I think I did have damn near all of them. And I might have Voodoo. But if by you accident. don't have Voodoo, you can definitely um, buy this at uh, Best Buy or whatever your uh, regional video store you may have. It's called The Raid. And it's an Indonesian kung fu movie. That sounds so funny. It is some of the best fighting I've ever seen. The Raid. And they made a second installment called The Raid 2. Um, uh, it's just as good. But the Raid one, if you just start with that one, of course, you just not a, necessarily have to watch them in order. But uh, the Raid one is some of the best fighting um, I've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, they got a few of these. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like I said, it's an Indonesian, so it's all in um, uh, Indonesian language, whatever they might speak. Um, so it's a subtitle movie? It's a subtitle movie. I can get past that. I like, but I like the fights, subtitles. you feel it. And it's like, man, I'm ex- I was exhausted watching it. Like, man, I'm exhausted. Like, man. It's a little too much action. It's kind of like you ever seen John Wick three. It was too much action. I, I never thought I was fan of the John. I love John Wick, but that John Wick three, I was like, man, I'm tired. I felt like I was out of breath watching the John Wick three, and it's the same feeling I got with the raid. If you get a chance to watch the raid, like I said, I don't think it's on Hulu, and I don't think it's on Netflix or any other streaming device. I know it's on Voodoo, but if you get, if you ever see it in like a like your local video store, uh, pick it up. Uh, you can uh, give it a try. It's great, great fighting there. So, All right. Yeah. All right, now let's try to sharpen some steel right now. This is the part of the show where we're going to randomly pick out, or I'm not going to be random. I'm literally going to pick one for you that's actually going to be you know, okay. somewhat you know, easy for this one. Okay. But we're going to go through our family feud section, and we're just going to like test All right. each other just to see how well we are with our movie knowledge. So I'm going to let you go first, and I'm just going to go through here. I'm going to shuffle through, see if I can find something. All else. right, you want me to go ahead and... All right, give me the name of a Canadian actress. Ooh, a Canadian actress. I can't even think of anybody that's Canadian right now. <laughs> oh, good God. I'll, I'll, 
that was my choice. I say Ryan Reynolds three times in a row. <laughs> Canadian, I can't think of one Canadian actress. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to stump out of this one. All right. Well, the first one is Pamela Anderson, which I didn't know that one. I didn't know. Just... Yeah, actress is a loose term. I guess. You got Ellen Page, Rachel oh. McAdams, and uh, Neff Campbell. Which I would have not known any of these. <laughs> Ellen know. P- oh, technically that's not Ellen Page anymore. She 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 had a I can't say a sex change, but technically she is a he now. Oh yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, okay. I know exactly. She played Juno. Yes, yes. That, that that's one of my favorite movies. Oh too. really? Okay. I, I love that movie. All right. Because once again, Jason Bateman. Yes, Jason Bateman. Very great. underrated actor for some very, reason. Very very great. Very great. I love Jason Bateman. <sighs> okay, let me see what I got for you. Okay, this one is not horror, but this one should be pretty, pretty up your alley if you are a cinematic savant. Like Let's we call see what ourselves. we got here. Hopefully okay. I can uh, represent. So, name a Steve Carell movie. Steve Carell movie. Now I know, I know the Steve Carell movies. I just can't name one. There's one he had with Common and Tina Fey, and I can't think of it. Um. Steve Carell. Oh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. 40-Year-Old Virgin, number yes, one, yes. yes. Uh, but the one I was thinking of, I can't think of the name. Um, oh, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Right. Oh, uh, I like that one. When they go on a date, and it's got Mark Wahlberg in it, and they go on a date, and they yeah. they, they steal somebody's uh, reservations. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of funny. It's actually pretty funny. Um, but I, can, I can't think of anything other than 40-Year-Old Virgin off the top of my head, you know, starring him. Um, he well, had, technically it doesn't have to be starring him if he's okay. in it it counts okay and there's one that he made where it was him when he was like some kind of um, he was making some kind of puppets or something like that it was a little more serious Steve Carell it wasn't really like a goofy oh, Steve oh I remember that one yeah. where he was like he was beat up real bad at a bar and all right. of a sudden he has like some kind of disability I seen yeah, that one yeah. I can't remember. that one was that one was kind of weird I ain't gonna lie it was kind of weird I never watched it but I, I, know, I don't know the name of it but I, the only ones I could think of was the 40 year old version and the one with Tina Fey co-starring off the top of my head okay I'll give you a hint one of them he has Will Ferrell with him okay I know I just was drawing a blank um um, were they in? They weren't in old school together, were they? No, no. he wasn't in old school. Even though that is a classic. <laughs> that movie. is a classic. Uh, I can't think of. I can't think of it. Okay, I'll just give that one to you. That one is Anchorman. Anchorman. That you know one what? is something. Right. That is one of my favorites, yeah. and this feels like it's an underrated. Great. Movie. Both both installments were great. Really funny. Under. I was surprised. To be I don't know if I like the second one. The second I one was, was all right. Funny. It wasn't yeah, coming well, to America bad. No, no, it, coming it, to America really let us down, but. uh you know, I was still focusing on him being the co- the uh, main star. Uh, yeah, I should have went that route. So, and the other two have Bible themes to it. See, oh, it- okay, we got um 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 um, uh, um Noah. Um, yep, know where you going? Um, he is. Um, what's the name of it though? Like I, he just did his knockoff Noah's Ark thing. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, I don't know the name of it. Evan Almighty. Uh, Evan Almighty, yes. That's Which it. was a sequel to? Yeah, to Bruce Almighty. Yep, that was the other All one. Right. Yep. All right, so see, I, I love this family feud. Yes, it, that's fun. It, it definitely keeps me my, sharp. For my household. Yeah, but too bad I know it kept Canadian actresses. Like, seriously. <laughs> that's a hard one. That's a hard one. All right. I, I honestly would have done better with Australian actresses. Right, right. If I was being honest. Okay. All right. 
All right, so that's going to conclude another show for us. All right, this is this is still fun to do. I hope you guys are enjoying this, learning stuff like we do. Just, so, we're having a good time doing it. It's very exciting, and uh, I look forward to doing it, to be honest with you. So, oh, man, yeah. this definitely keeps the week fun for All me. Oh, right, right. Give us something to look, to, look forward to do, and uh, we're, we're happy to be here. So, yeah. All right, guys, thank you for listening. This is another episode of Cinematic Savants. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.